0: Before we get into today's episode, we want you to know Organized Chaos is ESPN's newest podcast hosted by former NFL coach Rex Ryan and his former Jets and Ravens linebacker, Bart Scott. The duo will be reunited in this weekly podcast with new episodes every Monday that will provide listeners with expert expert insight and analysis on everything happening around the league, featuring trending stories from on and off the field. That's Organized Chaos. Listen wherever you get your podcast. Also,
1: The Peabody, an Emmy Award winning 30 for 30 film series presents Once Upon a Time in Queens, a four part documentary series about the city, the swagger and the wild ride of the 1986 Mets. This documentary explores the epic tale of one of baseball's most dominant and iconoclastic teams in their legendary World Series comeback. You get to hear from former Mets players and fans, including Darryl Strawberry, Keith Hernandez, Bill Burr. Cindy Lauper, and much more. Watch parts one and two of Once Upon a Time in Queens, Tuesday, September 14th at 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN, followed by parts three and four Wednesday, September 15th, also 8 p.m. Eastern, and is available to stream on ESPN Plus and the ESPN app immediately after its premiere. What's up, guys? Welcome to DC and RC. We'll get into the weekend's UFC card in a little bit, but first, after teasing a move to MMA, Gable Steveson has made his decision, and he signed with the WWE last week. We'll talk about it. You know, it's not just about winning, right? It's about winning, and it's, it's, it's everything, right? You can't just win anymore. You said this earlier. You've got to win, and then you've got to plan the next step. It's not just enough to win fights and get on the mic and go, well, whatever the UFC says, I'm down for it. No, mm-hmm. you've got to have a, something extra. You've got to have a little bit of something to you that makes you separate. Because, Ryan, even for a guy like Trevor Lawrence, a guy that, that plays football, you got a helmet on, man. Right. You know, you can still hide a little bit. In fighting, you are as bare to the world mm-hmm. as you could be in any sport. So every mistake is amplified Every time you get slept or knocked out, it's right. amplified because people are so in tune with what you're doing inside the Octagon. And the Octagon's a great place to live and a great place to try to build a career. But, RC, there are many other ways know. to try to make a living. Obviously, we're talking about football. We're talking about basketball. But for Gable Steveson, the Olympic champion of heavyweight, just in the summer Olympic Games, right, it was – Bellator, UFC, mm-hmm. WWE, AEW, I'd imagine, and everyone else. Gable Stevenson has made his choice. Gable Stevenson is going to the WWE. I said this a while back. I thought that's the move. Mm-hmm. When you look at it now and it becomes a reality because you were against it a bit, do you kind of look back and, 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 and in retrospect go, you know what? He goes there. He builds his name. Then he gets money wherever he goes
0: after making his WWE debut. No, I think this is what the new age of name, image, and likeness is doing for some of these college athletes, and we weren't necessarily... R.C., R.C., I want to tell you this.
1: I spoke to Gable's manager the other day, R.C., uh, just randomly talking, and this dude said, Gable's in the seven figures to... So when you say NIL, when you say name, image, and likeness, R.C., Gable's in the seven figures to go back to the University of
0: Minnesota. How in the world can you not go and do that? No, he's, he's, in, he's in the best place possible. And I think this is finally a step up from what we're seeing from football players. When guys like or coaches like Nick Saban can say that his quarterback, Bryce Young, even before he'd ever started a football game at Alabama, was nearing seven figures in money from name, image, and likeness. And this is, I'm going to say this too. This is the NCAA's fault. They didn't mm-hmm. want to be involved. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just serious. This is what happens when Mark Emery who I think runs one of the worst organizations in the history of organizations who never wants to be a part of any stinking thing that wants to wash his hands of the COVID protocol. I want to wash my hands of the name, image, and likeness. So you know what we got? We got the Wild wild, wild West. And guess what? In the Wild West, yeah. gunfighters get shot. And so now you got Gable Stevenson, and guess what he has? He has the biggest gun, D.C. He's a guy who's an mm-hmm. international star right a guy who is a medalist an Olympian who is also really dang good and so now you get an opportunity to make this type of money off of your name off of your image off of your likeness but off of your talents that you have earned and have every right to earn and go back to school this is a no-brainer I remember Early on when we were talking about him after the Olympics and you were like, go to the WWE, go to the WWE. Mm-hmm. And my very little brain, that's not a big brain like your brain that gets to go on TV and oh, do all of these up. great things with Warrior, was like, yeah, but, you know, he should go to the, to the UFC. This is such a better decision. You get to go somewhere <laughs> and be protected. You get to go back to school and do exactly what you need to do. And you get paid top dollar? Gable Stevenson, I was wrong. I was selfish. I wanted you to come to the UFC, so I got to talk about you all the time and watch you rise to champion. Boy, if you don't go wear that WWE championship belt and stack your paper (coughs) and go back to school and get your paper, this is so awesome. This is so amazing. This is what I felt like people have always pushed for name, image, and likeness opportunities for. I am so excited for this young man has won
1: 97 percent of his matches in college so 9.7 out of every 10 matches is gable steveson has won which is absurd mm-hmm. it's absurd this this percentage is, is out of control now for him to go and get the money right perfect the name image and likeness changes everything i mean the gal from from suny lee the girl that won the olympic all around who wasn't even in the olympics she was behind simone Simone decides to pull out, so she goes and wins the all around. She's a millionaire now. And she's just going to college. She's a freshman, I believe. So it's like these kids are making so much money. And I tend to agree with you on your point about the way the NCAA's ran. But for the traditionalists, like, like, hey, our boy Herb Street. Herb oh, Street's hurting right now, man. Herb Street cannot believe what's happening to his good old NCAA. The traditionalists are losing their minds, Mm -hmm. but it is changing landscape in all of college sports. I'm excited and interested to see where. when I talk about Gable, for as easy as it is to say, go to the money, it's also going to be on the organization to take care of him. Because whereas it can propel you to unknown heights, it can also really hurt your stock. Because if they don't book him, if Vince McMahon doesn't book him like an absolute monster, it can hurt your stock. Okay. I I think back to Brock Lesnar. When Brock left college, mm-hmm. Brock was twenty-one years old, but he was massive. Yeah. Big. He was Brock looked like he did uh in the WWE years later, so ripped. Gable doesn't have that body right. style. Right. Gable is more relatable to Kane Velasquez. Mm-hmm. You guys don't even realize it. Velasquez fought in the WWE, but he was gone first round of cuts after he went and lost to Brock Lesnar. So it's going to also be on Vince McMahon in the WWE to take care of Gable, book him like an absolute monster, so that when he does decide to come to the UFC, he has a massive fan base, Yes, and then the money will represent that. That's why Brock did so well. Brock never fought in the UFC for less than seven figures. Even when he was 1-1, one 1-0, one, one he was making seven figures. He was such a massive star. Mm-hmm. But Gable needs to insist that he is booked correctly in the WWE because nothing hurts more than seeing him go from the Olympic Games, yeah. winning NCAA titles, to getting pinned by some random dude
0: right. in the middle of the WWE ring. <laughs> from getting pinned by like some guy like me. They're like, yeah, you can't let him lose no, to, you no. You, Hey, you let, let, let me tell you
1: something. There are guys, Ryan, there are guys in the WWE that are not even like you. They're, they're less than 200 pounds. And you remember when the one, the, back in the day, the one, two, three kid beat yep. Razor Ramon. Yep. Razor Ramon hey, Razor was Ramon 6'5. Was cold, right? The one, two, three kid's like 5'7. Yeah. Razor Ramon was the, the man, right? But it, it propelled the one, two, three kid. But that could kill a guy like
0: Gable Steves. Well, I'll tell you what, if, if, if I ever get into the WWE, I'm bringing back uh, Ravishing Rick Rude, because that was my guy. Oh. <laughs> that, was, that was my guy. But oh. we're talking, when, when you speak of Brock Lesnar, you, you speak of an icon. You speak of a name that when you say this name, people who understand whether it's combat sports or who love wrestling, they know that name. Evander Holyfield is another guy that when you say that name, people who love boxing, you know that name. Evander Holyfield was one of Ooh. my first champions. It was one of the dudes that that my dad loved. Right. The, the, the first the first boxer that I truly got into was was Mike Tyson. right? I thought Mike Tyson was was the baddest man to ever walk the face of the earth. And when he loses to Buster Douglas, I was like, oh, that's just a blimp. You know, he, he had <laughs> he had a tough life. He had a, a tough marriage and he's going to come back. You start,
1: to, he, he, you start
0: making excuses. You start making excuses. I definitely started making excuses. But then when you watch him fight Evander Holyfield and you see that type of skill, that type of toughness, and the way that the way that he fought Mike Tyson made Mike Tyson bite his ear. And then now to watch Evander Holyfield near 60, right? To to, to see him even in training to fight, obviously not be where he's supposed to be to get a fight sanctioned and then to watch him walk into the ring against Vitor Belfort and get KO'd in such a short time in such embarrassing fashion it was sad to me DC I'm going to be honest I have there's nothing about me that likes this there's nothing about me that thinks it's okay and in playing football when concussion protocol became a huge deal I remember sitting in NFL PA meetings as an executive committee meeting m- member and saying I come from a time where we weren't protected like this, where we didn't have the information like this, where toughness and showing people that you were tough were playing through injuries, playing through dizziness or whatever it is. And so I said to them, you are going to have to find people to take care of people like me. To make decisions for people like me when I can't make those decisions for myself because I wasn't brought up that way. I didn't learn that way. I didn't train that way. We needed somebody to make a decision for Evander Holyfield that he couldn't make for himself, and they did not do it. And that is sad, and it pisses me off, and it should have never happened, D.C. You know what's
1: crazy is that I don't care and didn't care how bad Evander looked on the pads. I still thought and publicly said it, regardless, he beats Vitor Belfort in a boxing match, which I think that shows my ignorance in not understanding where Evander Holyfield is today. Mm -hmm. I'm still remembering the guy that you remember, the guy that would get all beat up and still go forward Mm -hmm. and still batter and bruise and break you down. I remember that Evander Holyfield. So I was hoping that if I squinted hard enough, that guy would show up on Saturday night. He didn't. Yeah. It was an old man, a man that should not have been in there with Vitor. Hats off to Vitor for going out and doing what he was supposed to do. I did. This was never a, a knock on Vitor. It was always about Evander. I just thought Evander would get it done, and um, he didn't. It was sad. It's very sad that these guys, you know, we always talk about our legends go out on their backs. I feel like that was the most extreme case that I've ever had to see. And I saw Larry Holmes beat on Muhammad Ali, Mm -hmm. right? I heard the stories about Muhammad Ali last few training camps where they wouldn't let the the cameras in there anymore because his sparring partners were beating him up. That was horrible to see Holyfield go out in that way. But when we talk about legends, not only do our legends fight longer today than they ever have, some of them, Seem to turn back the clock. Yeah. And we saw that last weekend with your boy Anderson Silva. And we saw that when he beat Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Yes. And then he goes and knocks out Tito Ortiz with a beautiful hook. Dude hit the hook. Bang. Stepped off. Hit Tito one more time and knocked him down. How real is this? How real is this Anderson Silva reboot that we're seeing in the octagon? Because, Ryan, I'm buying it. I'm buying all the stock in the Anderson Silva boxing that we see today because he looked phenomenal against tito
0: listen i i think i expected anderson silva to look phenomenal against tito ortiz in a boxing match i I think anderson it's not even a question was the more skilled striker inside the octagon and having seen him in the ring against chavez you knew you know this guy and this legend has actual boxing skill. And he just displayed that. I mean, you can tell it was the old Anderson Silva when he would lean against the octagon and move his head. Tito's throwing baby hook, baby hook, baby hook. Anderson ducks one yeah. and then hits him with a like, like, that's who Anderson Silva is. Like, I am in no way shocked by that. What I'm interested in is where does Anderson Silva take this now? Because boxing has changed. Boxing is no longer just about the Canelo Alvarez. Boxing is no longer just about who can be champion, whether it's WBO, ABCD, EFG, or whatever it is, the different (laughs) type of organizations and belts that they have. Boxing has turned into now people wanting to see guys fight that they're interested in. So you could be as good as Bud Crawford is now and understand that he is a trained killer within the ring or you can be Anderson Silva or you can be Jake Paul and people are actually in Mm tune and want to see this happen. So the next step is what? Who does Anderson Silva fight next? Is it another boxer who's a little long in the tooth? Is it someone else that crosses over from the mixed martial arts world and wants to make some more money? Or... Why not Jake Paul? That's the dude that's fighting who is, you know, over the hill, former MMA fighters anyway. Anderson Silva is one of the biggest names you could possibly get. So do you think that Jake Paul should now take on Anderson Silva? He seemed to take a step up, right? Ben Askren, I feel like in the boxing match, I could at least last, right? Tyron Woodley was a guy who (laughs) hasn't knocked someone out in years, hasn't won fights in years, and wasn't necessarily a true striker. He had power, but wasn't necessarily a true striker. When you're 40, listen, I've punched things lately. They don't really move as much as they moved when I was 27. And so now, step up to Anderson Silva, who's shown with inside, within, inside the ring he can hold his own. He's 190 pounds. And I believe, D.C., he beats Jake Paul. And that's the reason Jake Paul doesn't want to fight him, because you can't get beat by a dude who people perceive to be that old. <laughs> Direct TV, thank you, guys, to our friends. Does, does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another lets you stream your favorite shows and you're watching sports highlights on your phone. You've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle. A great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. And it brings you live TV and on-demand, your your live TV and your on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DIRECTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices are required. Content varies by package.
1: Ryan Clark, what a fantastic job, but it would not be an episode of DC and RC without an ad read from our great friends at Modelo RC. You know what makes Modelo special? Because it's brewed for those with the fighting spirit. You wouldn't expect anything less from the official beer of the UFC. Modelo was the underdog. It came from humble beginnings and never gave up. It's brewed from premium hops to create a crisp Pilsner-style lager, which set the standard for authentic Mexican beer. So the next time you're tuning into a UFC fight card, make sure that you've got the beer that's always in your corner. Modelo. Brewed for those with the fighting spirit. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Anderson's 45, and Jake Paul wants no part of Anderson Silva. But Jake Paul, after that went over Tyron Woodley, he kind of made the media rounds
2: recently. And yesterday, he spoke with us, and this is what he had to say. I'm over it. You know, I'm I'm leaving Tyron in the past. Uh, You know, he he didn't live up to the bet. He didn't get the tattoo. Um, So the rematch just doesn't make sense anymore. Like Vitor, again, is old, washed up. He never was. He was a big name at one point, but not for this sort of new combat sports world. He's a little bit too old. So it's not that exciting. He's an easier fight than Tyron. I have a lot of respect for Anderson. He's an MMA legend, uh, was a fan of his. Growing up, he said nothing but nice things about me so that, you know, there's a mutual respect there. Um, the, The thing is, for me, you know, I've been fighting guys who are a little bit older and there's a criticism there. of Like he's fighting old guys, fighting old guys. All right. So it doesn't seem at least realistic at this point that that Jay Paul versus Masvidal could happen. Yeah, look, if his dad, uh, Dano, lets him out of his contract, that would be probably the biggest fight out of all of these that we're talking about. I would love nothing more. It's a good test for my skill, right? He's he's the, the game-bred street fighter with hands. So, uh, I, I would love that. You know,
1: Jake Paul is doing well in terms of business, and he understands – the type of opponents that he needs to fight against, as you've seen in the people he's picked. Mm -hmm. But I do believe that at this point, it's going to be Tommy Fury. Mm. I think it has to be Tommy Fury. And I think Tommy Fury's performance in his last fight gave Jake more confidence that he... So I wouldn't be surprised if the next one is against Tommy Fury because Fury has the last name. Yep. Fury is a professional boxer. So he can say, I fought... Uh, Tyson Fury's brother. Mm-hmm. I fought a real boxer. Which, What more do you guys want from me? The kid has a very straightforward uh, business model, and he ain't going to stray from it too far. Would he fight Jorge Masvidal? Absolutely, because Jorge Masvidal is a little bit small. Remember, Game Ray is to fight 55. Jake Paul could never wear 155 pounds. So, yes, that would be in line. He won't fight Anderson. I do believe it will be Tommy Fury in the next fight, and in that fight, I think it could be a pretty good fight between two young fighters who are trying to really make an impact in the boxing world. But as I think about boxing, even though the world has changed, for me, it's still it's still T-Bud, it's still Crawford, yep. it's still Errol Spence, it's yep. still Canelo Alvarez, it's still those guys, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, uh, it's still those guys for me, because whereas... Herb Street's a traditionalist in the NCAA. <laughs> I'm more traditionalist in boxing. I I'll watch the circus fights. But when it really matters and I want to see
0: something really good, I tune into those guys. Yeah, absolutely. But that's because you love the fight game, right? You you, you love to sit around and see a, a Tia Fima, uh Lopez fight Lomachico because you understand who Loma Chico has been throughout his career. And now you got this up-and-coming big-time fighter, big-time puncher who – along with his dad, has always said, that's the fight that they want. Not everybody's looking for that, DC. Not everybody wants to see that. A lot of people want to know who Jake Paul is going to fight uh, next. And I was here and I was thinking to myself, for Jorge Masvidal, like, this makes total sense as far as you talk about monetarily. Now, if Dana White lets him do it or not, that's something that he can't control. But listen to you talk about Tommy but, Fury.
1: But but here's the thing, though, right? Like here's the thing, though, Ryan. It's like when Conor went to fight Floyd. Mm-hmm. If the UFC had a financial interest in that and they took some of the money, as it has been reported, I would do that because they're saying Conor made 100 million. Right. But Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley sold 500,000 pay-per-views. Different. They're not selling Floyd Mayweather. So if I'm the UFC and Masvidal wants to go there. It doesn't really equate to the amount of money that you would want to let a guy out of his contract to go and pursue.
0: Well, CDC. Now you've come with all these facts and all this smart stuff. So I can't <laughs> help but say, as Jake keeps asking me, "Well, RC, who do you think he fights next?" That's our producer. Jake is awesome. We're so happy that he's back from okay, vacation. Okay, yeah, that's corporate
1: Jake. Yeah, that's yes, corporate, that's
0: corporate Jake. Jake. You know, and so and so now I think it has to be Fury. But the the points you laid out about what it would mean for Jake Paul's ascension and also his his ascension in opponent selection. Right, he's building himself. One, you made the point a couple of shows ago that Jake Paul trains with the best of the best. Jake Paul has a different level of money than most upcoming fighters have. So he's getting the best trainings, the, the, the best sparring partners, the best opportunities to continue to build his skill. And now you fight against someone, like you said, who is young who is a boxer, and to the novice fan, who who is a lot of the fans that seem to enjoy watching Jake Paul fight, you're going to pay attention to the last name Fury more than what Tommy Fury has done in his career, more than what he looked like in his last opportunity in the ring. And so if you're Jake Paul, to me, is this is the next step. But I think with that next step, Jake Paul has to make a decision. Is it about getting the biggest name so we can make the biggest fight, have the biggest draw that we can possibly have, and make that money? Or is it about continuing to build my actual boxing career in order to be a guy that gets to do this?
1: Ultimately, it's going to be how much Jake Paul wants to go forward in his career and what are the chances that you're willing to take to raise the stakes. Now, two guys that have a ton at stake – Are the two guys main eventing next weekend? Ryan Spann Mm -hmm. and Anthony Smith. Now, Anthony Smith has fought for a UFC championship before. Ryan Spann has not. Ryan Spann is now in his second opportunity to really propel himself into the truly elite of the division. The first time he did, it did not go his way. But when you look at Ryan Spann and you look at the way that he's been behaving, we did a promo last week and he looked angry. He looked mad. He looked like he was all business. Anthony Smith almost laughed off. Because Anthony Smith has seen it all before. Anthony Smith has 40-something fights, 50-something mm-hmm. fights. Dude's like 33 years old. Yeah. So this guy's a fighter. You're not going to scare Anthony Smith. But when I look at the fight this weekend, I understand that this is Spain's big opportunity. And if he doesn't cash in again, he really, really is going to have a hard time making his way up to a title fight. And if I talk about Anthony Smith against Jimmy Crute, Ryan, he looked as good as I have ever seen him look. That jab looks sharp. He looks like he's
0: ready to truly make another run at a championship. I mean, this is this is truly for, as you mentioned, Ryan Spann's opportunity to get into at least some contending conversation. This is Anthony Smith's time as well, right? Every now and then, you get a second time around the globe, and this seems to be where Anthony Smith is, especially now that Jan Vahovic is the champion. It, there, there's no longer John Jones sitting at the top of the light heavyweight division, but he has to be impressive to me in this outing. I know you mentioned Ryan Spann being angry, but the last time Ryan man got this opportunity as angry as he could have been he didn't show up to win the fight and so now he's going to have to show against a guy who's had an opportunity to fight for a title who's probably fighting the best that he has in his career since then He's going to have to show that he's not just anger, he's not just emotion, but he has the skill to match that. But when you're going up against a dude who has over 40-plus fights, a dude who has seen everything, been there and done that, there is no scaring him, I think Anthony Smith has to come out and put a stamp on his career and say, you know what, I'm ready to get back into fighting top five contenders as I sit at number six in the rankings in the light heavyweight division.
1: Yeah, just my time ain't done yet, if you're Anthony Smith. And Anthony does a lot at the desk. Uh, Anthony is a guy that that is a real student of the game, right? The guy understands uh, what this thing means to him, and he loves it. RC, I know you're over there busy, my man. I can't take much more of your time. (laughs) So we are truly happy that you blessed us with your presence
0: what else you got today, RC? What else you got? Well, listen, I really don't even have anything more, but I need, this is what you need to do. Wherever you get your podcast, you got to check out DC and RC because now not only do we have a light heavyweight champion, a Super Bowl champion, and a heavyweight champion, <laughs> but we got a TV star and my man, Daniel Cormier. (laughs) He's going to be big time on Warrior. My boy. We got the NFL season is kicked off. You can catch me all over the TV doing that but there is nothing that I enjoy more my brother than sitting with you talking about the sports we love and enjoying some of this Louisiana Louisiana love.
1: You're the man Ryan Clark. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you get us everywhere you get your podcast. Tune in to DC and RC next week. And it's going to be a fantastic time watching this show, but also everything we got going forward as we continue. Thank you guys. See you next week. Peace.